This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Discam Baby City. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And yes, it's that time. It's Bump and Beyond with me, Yolandi Becker, here on 101.9 High FM. And as always, we talk parenting. And I really have to say that I've enjoyed so much the topics that we've covered um, over the year, um, uh, over the year so far. I mean, obviously, it's only been three shows, so it's, it's not that many. But hey, I hope you've enjoyed going back to school. Last week on the show, we started with back to school. And I wanted you to share a little bit about how it's been. Did you take pictures? Did you post them on social media? What's going on? This week, I want to know, have you survived the first week of school? How has it been? I think there's a, it's always like a, like an up and down situation, happy, sad, angry situation because it is nice I feel getting back into the grind and getting back into a routine but in the same breath it is also getting back into it it takes time and I'm I'm still adjusting a little bit um, just into what the new schedules are like you know logistically figuring out how everything has to work with two kids driving them to school getting them from school to activities all those things I really sometimes think it takes a logistical degree to be a parent, but because it really is a lot of work um, to figure out all the activities and to make sure you have time to take your children to all these things. Um, but share with us your experience. Maybe if you have some tips with that, I would love to have some tips on how you organize your life. I think we should also have a show on that. That would actually be great um, to get more tips and to share. I, I have to say I'm a mastermind when it comes to organization. I've learned over the years and I love it, to be honest, to be very, very organized. So we should definitely schedule that. But share with us your experience with that. Maybe you're more a spontaneous person. I, I value that. Um, in people when they can be spontaneous because I don't have that. And um, that's, I guess, the give and take when it comes to being organized. <laughs> but on that note, please do send us um, a telegram on 061 895 um, or SMS us at 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. So always parenting. And today, I feel it's a nice one, the topic we're talking about in parenting, just for the main fact that I will be able to say the word poop or poo multiple times during today. And that's always a, a secret pleasure of mine on live radio to say inappropriate words live on radio. But I mean, as a mom, you know, the gross factor does seem to diminish. You know, there was like lots of things if you saw poop, when you were younger or throw up or stuff like that. I feel I felt like you also, you kind of had that uh, uh, gagging experience. And as soon as you become a parent, I don't know. I like the other day, even I was with um, a family and their little toddler threw up on my leg and they're like, Oh, so sorry. So sorry. And I'm like, I, I honestly, I didn't even flinch. It's that's how high my tolerance is for this stuff. It's actually, I don't know if that's also gross. <laughs> you could also share that with me on WhatsApp or Telegram, to be honest, if I'm, I've got a too high a tolerance for grossness, maybe, but yes, our topic today, you must have seen it. On social media, if you're part of any, even on WhatsApp, if you're part of any like parenting group, there's always these people who 
who, should, who are very open to sharing um, the diapers um, of their baby to say, hey, is this normal? And then you, you find yourself looking at all interesting different colors, shapes, and all sorts of things in this diaper. And I'm always wondering, it's like, why? Why are we, how high can your gross tolerance be? Because I'm not at that level. Um, be to be sharing that. So we've all shared that. Um, also, please do send me a telegram or SMS if you're one of those people. I would really love to just say, oh, I know actually one of those people. It's absolutely, I don't think it's weird. I think we, it's been normalized, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so yes, that's what we're talking about today is baby poop. And more specifically, we're talking about constipation in babies. I um, did luckily not experience, I mean, walking into the dark, I feel a little bit on today's show. So maybe I'll learn something um, because my babies, um, I breastfed for a very long time, both my children, but even breastfeeding babies do get constipation. It's not definitely not just formula fed babies, but um, I do, I'm going to say, I think that was the reason why it was more unlikely that my baby was. We'll speak to our expert just now about that. But for me, um, that was one of the main reasons. I can't really, maybe now as my kids are older, I definitely have. And I always say to my son, if he just complains about something like that, I'm like, drink more water. <laughs> That's almost my answer. Again, maybe I should ask that. But you know, we're talking here specifically about babies today. And my guest today, um, an oldie but a goodie, just meaning she's not actually old, but she has been on the show before. Registered dietitian and certified um, lactation consultant, of course, wife and, um, and mother of two beautiful girls. Natasha Willefeer is here to join me today. Hello, Natasha. Hi, and thanks so much for having me. Again. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, you've also got two girls. Did you have constipation problems with your little girls when they were small? Not really as babies. Luckily, I also passed that one quite smoothly. <laughs> um, but, yes, a lot of the patients that I do see in practice do struggle. The parents do report that the babies struggle with constipation. So I'm looking forward to talking about it a bit, uh, a bit because it's also a subjective thing. It's something where it's not always that clear-cut, is it constipation, is it a problem or not? And, I mean, lots of parents... And I mean, on that note, I also, lots of clients that I deal with often tell me, no, my baby seems seems constipated, exactly. that they're not 100% sure if their baby is really constipated. And to be honest, I there is norms with that as well. And I mean, we can talk about that as well. Uh, maybe we start with that. How often should a baby be pooping? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. And it's probably quite a long answer. There is no one clear answer. Some babies poop after every feed. Generally, with your breastfed babies, that's usually what you see as soon as you start feeding, the machines start working and we're making space for new food. But they can also poop as little as every two or three days. And especially in breastfed babies, they can poop more often than formula-fed babies, but they also poop a lot more variable. So they can have a couple of poop explosions a day and then go without pooping for up to a week or so, not pooping. In that case, I would make sure that I have lots of wipes and everything in store because when they do poop again, it generally is a big explosion. Oh, one of those nice ones that go like up the that back. go all the way into the hair, exactly. <laughs> See, oh, I knew this is going to be a fun, fun reminiscent kind of this um, discussion. But yes, like I said, for me earlier, I do feel that the breastfeeding actually helped with the constipation because I didn't experience that. 
I, I might have started a little bit wondering, especially more about it when my babies, when we introduced solace. Yes. Um, and I don't, I can't recall that they had constipation, but I remember the poop changing quite significantly. Um, and that was for me alarming. Um, how many often, how often do you see gross poop diapers um, in a week? Quite often, quite often. I, I must say we always have to be careful with opening WhatsApps, etc. You never know what you can find in there and what pictures patients ah, send you. That would be nice that if you're like at dinner with friends and then someone says Yeah, I preferably food. don't answer your patient WhatsApps at dinner. That would be interesting, but great. Uh, I, I look forward to getting into this a lot more. <laughs> This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Dischem Baby City. Yes, um, welcome back to Bump and Beyond. And today, our wonderful show, we're talking about constipation in babies or in children. Um, and like I said, it's for me, it's already been a fun topic. So if you've just joined us, you will have to go listen to the podcast later because lots of poop jokes are going to be following IFL. Um, my guest today is a registered dietitian and certified lactation consultant, Natasha Willefier. And yes, I said it, she's that magic combo of dietitian and lactation consultant that's the type of person you want because she knows everything about feeding um and we just before we went to the break we were talking about um the beautiful photos that you sometimes see on social media so please join in in the conversation of course as always like i said even if it's just a funny comment even if it's not funny you don't have to be funny to be sending me a message if you have questions about your baby's own um regularness i don't know if that's actually a word um but please do send us a telegram on 061-895-1019 or sms us at 34519 sms's or charge at 1.50 and remember if you don't have our hfm app yet um, you need to go download it because all these things you just like click on it and then it goes to telegram and you can send a telegram while you're listening to Hive M. It's really great. So you should go do that. Um, my podcasts are available also on HiveM.com and of course all the other podcasts um, of the shows on Hive M are available for you to go listen to on your own convenient time. But back to the topic of poop. Um, before the break, like I said, we were talking about what um, different or how regular your baby should be pooping and the pictures that people send on social media and apparently to Natasha also, her patients do send sometimes send her some pictures. That brings us to the question, because it is interesting in some ways, is what should poop, baby poop look like? <laughs> and it's such an interesting question because it really comes in almost all colors of the rainbow. <laughs> I don't know how many of you changed your baby's first nappy in hospital, but that very first nappy is like a thick, tarry, dark, almost black situation. Yeah. It's sticky. It's really difficult yeah. to get off. It protects baby's intestines initially, so it's really necessary, but we do appreciate when the blackness and the stickiness leaves. Very often then we move towards a green, and it can be like a really olive, darkish green, funny color for a couple of days. 
And then it depends on what baby is fed in terms of what they mm. look like. So if your baby is breastfed or mainly breastfed, you'll probably see, and this again links in so nicely with food, that mustardy yellow color. Mm. And you'll see some almost like cottage cheese type white curds oh, in there. I was actually wondering <laughs> how you're going to explain this verbally over the radio. <laughs> and I like that that visual that you've given us. You'll never look mustard at mustard and cottage cheese the same way. Cottage cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> and the important thing to keep in mind also is we're not just looking at color, we're looking at consistency. So like you mentioned, breastfed babies generally do get less constipation. So their poop will be a little bit more mushy, a little bit softer, sometimes even watery. I get mm. quite a couple of parents that are then worried about diarrhea. Um, generally can, not diarrhea. I can very vividly and clearly remember because my son, and you mentioned it earlier, after every feed, he had a poopy diaper. And in the beginning, you feed them like eight All the time. <laughs> to 12 or something times a day. So it is that is a lot of poopy diapers. So within, I would say, two days, you are an expert diapers changer. Definitely. You, you never, I, I honestly, I never changed a diaper before my son was born no. of any, why would <laughs> I? And this is like, like I said, I That's get like a, and then all of a sudden you're changing diapers and you're non-stop, like, like right? nonstop. <laughs> also a point on that note, not poop related, pee related. Remember with a little boy to make sure that you aim the penis down. Oh, I just, I wanted to say penis. But actually, <laughs> I see you've got lots of interesting topics coming for this year. <laughs> Tips and tricks on how to change diapers. I really like that. Um, yes. Okay. So we were on the, so we've covered the breastfed babies, babies yes. formula babies. You'll see, you won't see that bright yellow. Mm. It'll be oh. something between a pasty beige, more to like a brownie color. And very often you'll also see that the consistency is a little bit almost like more like toothpaste. So a little bit more pasty can also be mushy, but with formula fed babies, you can also have occasional harder stools. So you can have pieces or bits oh. Um, in between shouldn't be normal it shouldn't be looking like (laughs) it shouldn't be harder pieces but they can have harder pieces in between if they are formula fed mixed fed babies you'll have something in between depending on how much breast milk and how much formula and then just as you think you know what they're supposed to be looking like you probably start adding solids and you start feeding your baby food and then you're in for another whole ride and the consistency changes, so it gets a lot harder. Not a lot harder, it does get harder, so it's not that mushy wateriness anymore. No. And you also see the color then changes to what we know as normal poop, more of a brown, unless, of course, you're feeding beetroot or all those kind of interesting things that you'll see remnants of in the diaper as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I, because I don't really like beetroot, so I don't think I ever introduced beetroot to my children. Beautiful bright red. Uh, and now I'm a little bit disappointed. But in, you missed you know, out. You know what's so funny, though, is that uh, my daughter now really likes beetroot, actually. Um, she, Some friend or someone, probably when we went for a briar, had beetroot, and she tried it because, like I said, I don't really like it, so I'd never make it. And now she likes it. Now I've got forced to make beetroot. The things <laughs> you learn with kids. It's fun, isn't it? So, yes. Um for me, um, I can very clearly remember, oh, and the smell changes also when you start introducing Dramatically, smells. you think it smells bad before they start food, but... <laughs> oh, it's really, then it, then the, the, then then it, it really, really becomes an effort to no. do it. 
takes a little bit of time for your grossness factor to adjust, <laughs> to adjust again. <laughs> if you've just joined me, we are on 101.9 High FM. Um, and I'm talking to a dietitian and certified lactation consultant, Natasha Willefield, about constipation in babies. So we've now, before we even got to the constipation part, we've covered kind of how often they should poop and what the poop should look like. So that you kind of just also know what is normal and what's not normal. Because a big thing that I even in practice see is that, and it's a people struggle. And she said, it's like with, even with breastfed babies, sometimes a couple of days of not pooping is very normal, but that's when you start to wonder. Um, And lots of moms like, tell me like their baby is like it looks like they're cramping or struggling to get the poops out and they've got this face that they're making they're working really hard hard (laughs) to do it and then they are thinking that their child is constipated is that normal that they struggle and wiggle like that does it mean they're constipated what is happening it's extremely common um and the reason for this is if you think about it hopefully (laughs) babies don't poop in utero so while you're pregnant they don't actually poop it all gets sorted out with via your blood so Ah, once they're born they also don't really take anything in through their mouth exactly so it's Ah. all related to their blood so now they're outside and suddenly they feel that there's something weird but they have no idea what they're actually supposed to be doing and yes supposed to be reflex driven but i still need to figure out which muscle needs to contract which one needs to relax because you might have had this yourself if you had constipation if you've experienced this before you actually need to work on your intra-abdominal muscles and squeeze those and push out but you need to relax your pelvic muscles, your pelvic floor muscles, to allow the poop to actually exit. So you need to be pushing and relaxing at the same time, which sounds a lot more complex than it is for us to now go to the bathroom. I I wanted to say, I really hope I forget this part of I feel like it's one of those situations, like you didn't need to know. If you have like to put in your pin, uh, for your car, <laughs> if you really think about it, you completely forget about it. You forget so it. And now I'm going to, oh, I hope I don't think about no, this. No, with later. time, it totally comes naturally. But initially, that reflex might not be that obvious. Yeah. So they need to learn this new skill. They need to figure out how this works. And also, if you think about it, you've never had anything working or moving through. Now, suddenly you're feeling things that you've never felt before if you do this. Yeah. So it just feels weird. It confuses them very often. So the effort and the squirming and the face and the turning red some of them really shake go go completely red it's not immediately a cause for concern it's not something we need to worry be worried about probably they are just practicing a new skill but we have a fancy name for this so that it doesn't sound so boring (laughs) and some infants actually develop what is known as infant dyskesia so more simply known as grunting baby syndrome and it's exactly that very many babies will scream they will Squirm, they'll grunt for anything between 20 and 30 minutes, 10 to 30 minutes, which is quite a long time. So we can expect yeah. parents to be concerned. But the big difference between dyskesia and constipation is when they pass that stool, it's actually a normal soft stool. Oh. So that means they're just trying to figure out how everything is working and it's not an immediate sign for concern. Yeah. If they then repeatedly do not poop or they've got these little hard pellets coming out repeatedly, that's when we start getting a little bit more worried. So if they are struggling, but they are eventually passing a soft stool, and like I said, this can take up to half an hour, yeah. then that is not a case of constipation and not something that we need to be super concerned about. And also, like with babies and everything, as soon as you think they're in a routine, they go and change it up again. 
And that's what we need to remember with pooping as well. It's variable. They'll poop on the clock, 12 o'clock, every afternoon for five days in a row. And then you'll have five days of nothing. And any parent would get concerned if they are squirming, they are complaining. But we need to remember that pooping is variable. They're not on a rigid schedule. I'm not even. I'm not exactly. Sheldon from Big Bang. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, also, also, I always say to parents when they ask me that question, I'm just like, "Have you ever laid down and pooped?" No. So true. Because so it's true. it's impossible. I feel so. It's, I also just feel that the way that they are, and sometimes you could even see it even with a burp with babies. That as soon as you then pick them up, then oh, they kind of let go and then everything goes on you and <laughs> and it kind of just happens and then you're like and burp comes out poop comes out <laughs> Fun times. like i said like reminiscing of all these things um but okay so if they're now struggling and oh they're not really struggling that's the they're just trying to figure it out that's what it is um if we then figure out that they do have constipation, how do we then relieve the constipation? That is something that I think needs to be talked about a lot more often because what is the first thing we think about if we think constipation? We want to go buy a laxative or in many cases, and again, this sounds disgusting, we want to manually stimulate the rectum to actually relax. Right. And that is something that a lot of parents do without actually even thinking about it twice. But... We need our baby to start learning that these are the muscles I need to relax for the poop to come out. So if I'm going to give you something every time and I'm going to do something for you, they don't learn. So we need to let them and we need to give them that time. And in that regard, I would strongly recommend avoiding all laxatives and also avoiding that little bit of glycerine around the bum area, et cetera, to try and help them. Because, yes, you're helping them for that poop, but you're not helping them in the long run. So if you do want to start anything like that, always consult your healthcare practitioner first and make sure that what you are doing is something that is sustainable because you don't want to be standing there for years and years trying to do that. But in the meantime, (laughs) I can very assuredly tell you definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) What you can do, though, is you can make your baby a little bit more comfortable in those times. One thing you can do, for instance, is to let them have a warm bath. The warm water can help them relax, hopefully Mm. not necessarily in the bath, but the process can relax everything. You can also do gentle exercises. It does sometimes, though, happen. It does. It totally does. You're not a parent if you haven't done that and scooped some (laughs) things out of your bath. Other things that you can use, uh, can do is gentle exercise with your babies, almost like bicycle legs. So to oh, gently, yes, gently push in the knee, knees to the tummy, gently push in, hold for a little while, take the next I, I one. also feel like that technique kind of, you know, like how we sit on a toilet. Exactly. It kind of has the same. What, and what it applies pressure that? to the right place and relaxes. I'm very right sure there's a word place. for like the squat. The squatting position, oh, squat. exactly. Yeah. So you're doing that with a little bit. And then importantly to let to remember that this is a skill your baby needs to learn. So to give them that time. It's not something that they need to have mastered by day one, day two, day no. three. Oh, no. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. We do it. We we take it. See, we take the skill for granted as we adults. do, we do. <laughs> But before we get to now, we've like talked about how what you should do when you feel like your baby is constipated. Obviously, you should maybe also, if you're really concerned, consult a medical professional on that regard. Um, but how do we know when then our baby is constipated? Because now you said we shouldn't be worried about the grunting and whatever initially. 
Um, but when should we start worrying? <laughs> the reality is, again, this is not always a clear cut cut line no. because a lot about constipation is subjective. What means I haven't passed in too long a time? You know, what what is too no. long a time? So generally, what we're looking at is if they've had two or fewer <laughs> poops with per week, but not just once off. So we want to ideally, according to the criteria, look at a month which feels very long with a baby that is struggling, mm -hmm. but they should have two or less poops per week consistently for a month to be able to fall into that category. Also, very often you'll see that the stools, and that is a big part of constipation, will be dried and they will be harder. So it won't be mushy, soft poop that comes out. It will be pieces of poop. And again, that has to happen recently. And very often it's accompanied by straining and pain. So you can mm. see how parents get confused because babies are straining as if they are in pain for longer periods. They might not be pooping every day no. or every second day. But generally, once when, when you need to become concerned is if they have, a, have pooped two or less times a week for four weeks. a little bit yeah. longer. I, I would say a month is probably very long, especially for a little baby mm -hmm. struggling with it. I would take my baby to the doctor sooner. But it's not something that once off they've waited for five, six, seven days. And remember, especially your breastfed babies, they can go up to a week, maybe even 10 days without pooping. Oh. I, honestly, if I just think about that, I would, I would go mentally. It would say, stress you. you know, it would, would definitely. I remember definitely because my son was so regular in the sense of, like I mentioned earlier, it was like definitely like eight, at least eight diapers a day. I remember then there was one day that he didn't poop, which is, of course, I realize is normal then, but if it's so regular and then it doesn't exactly. happen, then you're like, what? Where is the milk going? <laughs> I think the one thing that we can stand by and be grateful for is that uh, studies show than 3% of babies actually have constipation. So that's oh, a very, yeah. very small percentage. Mm. It does increase as they get older between in the second year of life, it's closer to 10%. And then in the third year of life, it actually increases to 25%. Mm. But if we have time at the end, we can discuss why that is. But that's generally as they get older, as you introduce more solids and you start potty training, all those kind of things. But in a baby, about 3%. So three and a half. So it's relatively, it's I, a I mean, it makes actually, percentage. if you think about it, it does make sense a little bit because they are the liquid diet it's not and they're built to digest the milk exactly so it makes it it does make sense ladies. but so, if you but are what would concerned then, what would then cause them to be constipated you obviously get your problems with connections etc no. and medical problems where something needs to be changed like Hirschsprung's disease etc where the gut doesn't function properly and those will be picked up quite early on because yeah. things just don't pass through as they would um what you can have a look at or what could cause constipation is like we've spoken about formula fed babies are a little bit more constipated simple fact is breast milk is easily digested and it's almost completely digested so mm. there's not a lot that we need to send through the system Formula is not as completely digested, so there's a lot more bulk that actually needs mm. to move through the whole channel, and that's Fine. why it also is a bit thicker, a bit diff more difficult to pass through, so it takes a little bit longer and all those things, if we can just think yeah. about that. So if you have more residue that needs to move through, it will take longer and you will have harder poops. That is normal. So if you move your baby from breast milk to formula or you switch then you will have some problems in there or you can encounter some constipation. <laughs>
This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Discam Baby City. And just like that, it seems like we are starting to run out of time, unfortunately. And what a fun and interesting show it's been today. <laughs> I've learned, an, uh, I think, too much about constipation, I feel, today. Um, but if you've just joined us, you are on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond. And today we are talking to a dietitian and lactation consultant, Natasha Oelefeer, about exactly that, constipation in babies. And in general, I feel we were talking about what's normal and she said it, 3% um, of babies are actually constipated. So more often than not, I then feel that it's a concern for us, but it's like a very unvalid kind of concern. It's a very so small concern. It's a very small concern. But before we went to break, you did mention, though, that um, formula-fed babies are more prone to get uh, constipated because it takes a little bit more work to digest it. Um, it's not so digested as um, formula milk, but um, that also sometimes bring the, brings a tendency that mom thinks, oh, this is not a good formula yes. and I have to change it. Is that the case? Should you be doing that? We see that very, very commonly that parents go formula hopping and they buy one formula and they give it for a day or two and it doesn't seem to improve and then they go out and buy the next one or they buy a small tin and it lasts them three or four days and they get the next formula and you need to give your baby's system also some time to actually adjust to what is happening. So I would generally recommend that you give a formula for two weeks at least to see what's happening. And also then be very careful of the marketing that's going on outside there. A lot of brands or some brands have a huge variety and they have a formula for almost every condition. They have something for diarrhea, something for constipation, something for literally everything under the sun. But that doesn't mean if my baby has constipation today, he's on this formula. Tomorrow, he's a bit refluxy, so we move him to the next <laughs> formula. And unfortunately, it sounds like see that. expensive. It's expensive and it gets so confusing. I mean, if you walk into a pharmacy and you look at the endless supply of options, you don't know what to choose. So in that case, choose something or get a healthcare professional to help you choose a product and then stick with that for a bit to give your baby's system chance to actually adjust to that. A lot of parents are also concerned about the iron that is added to formula and that that can cause constipation. And that is not the case because, yes, iron supplements as such can cause constipation, but the dosage of the iron that is added to formula is much, much lower. So that is not something that we need to worry about. So in conclusion, we always prefer breastfeeding where it is possible, but don't make that an issue that you're not going on to formula or that you're not giving your baby formula because you are worried about constipation. Oh, see, I'm learning so much. Yeah, I'm loving it. Also for my clients, so future clients, be wary. I know my stuff. Um, So another thing then, obviously, we mentioned that as well, that the poo changes quite significantly when you start now with solids and stuff like that. And you do need to start also then giving some water, I assume, when you (laughs) this is what I've learned is that you do give some water. But sometimes people also think that then if your baby is um, uh, constipated when you start with solids, that there are specific foods that can help with the constipation. Does it actually, like, you know, these old wife's tales that you should give them either fruit like prunes and stuff like that or fruit juice, diluted fruit juice can help or every. I, I assume it's to 
increases chances that they're taking the liquid in and then I don't know but does it actually help I want to take it one step back and start off with foods while you are breastfeeding do the foods that you eat while you're breastfeeding actually influence your baby and constipation and there really we don't see a big risk the only chance where this could happen is if your child has a cow's milk protein allergy there's a small percentage of babies that have cow's milk protein allergy where the symptom that we actually diagnose it from is constipation. So those babies can become constipated. And in that case, yes, we would recommend that the mom see a registered dietitian and go on to an elimination diet to cut out all cow's milk protein mm. allergies. Other also that, for a while. Yes, <laughs> for a while and it needs to be monitored and we will be challenging again. Yeah. And obviously with starting solids, then there would also be some advice. That is the future discussion. Cows exactly. more protein allergy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll need to get back to that. <laughs> but once your baby starts solids, you do expect the poo to change a little bit. So it will get a little bit harder and they might also change in terms of frequency a little bit. So they might poop less often and you might even start them seeing moving towards a bit of more of a routine at that age. There aren't specific foods that you should be avoiding. We want to go with general advice, like not giving too much sweet and sugary food, trying to avoid sugary drinks, especially carbonated sugary drinks have no place whatsoever. We want to limit refined carbohydrates, so things like white bread. We do want to make sure that we include a little bit more whole grains, especially as they get older. Obviously, mm. you won't give them a whole grain, grain bread at six months, but we want to make sure that we are including enough whole grains and including enough fruits and vegetables, especially. In terms of fruit juice, infants under six months should never be given fruit juice or anything other than formula or breast milk. Mm. We do see it happen in practice, but it's not recommended at all. So under six months, nothing else unless prescribed by a healthcare professional. Once you start solids, again, if you are preventing constipation, we want you to focus on fruits, vegetables, on whole grains as such, because those include fiber and that helps the poop move through a little bit faster. If they do struggle with constipation, we can make use of things like rehydrated prunes. They do actually help because of the oh. fiber content. They do actually help. And we can also then mix them, for instance, into oatmeal, into oats for breakfast. Oats is a very good option, also helps against constipation, and we prefer this over rice cereal, especially prolonged. If you give rice cereal once or twice, it really doesn't make a difference. But for a prolonged time, we can add those kind of things. And then just on the topic of fruit juices, According to the American Academy of Pediatrics, they recommend no fruit juices whatsoever under one year of age, just because it is a lot of empty calories, it's a lot of sugar, and it doesn't help your baby to grow. If they are over a year and they are struggling with constipation, we can make use of fruit juices, specifically prune, pear, and apple, that work quite well in small quantities just to help things move along a little bit. Again, we don't want to do it daily, but that can help to move things along oh. just a little bit. Again, I... I just love that we're learning so much about. And I mean, I think even those type of things where you're mentioning now, we're kind of filtering and going in the direction, I feel, of older children as well. Exactly. Um, uh, because, again, the, the likeliness of an older child, it's more likely that they will be constipated um, and that you need to have a healthy, varied diet with whole grain bread and before we go to the ad break i want to actually ask you that it's like because my kids really or they do eat whole grain bread as well they these like what do you call it sourdough bread yes and also these type of things but also you get these 
white breads now that has like, is it actually really better for you than refined white bread? <laughs> you know what? That is one thing that I am so excited about that they have brought out these white breads that are so fortified. The best of fiber. both. Yeah. Exactly. We know which one we're talking about. If you compare the amount of fiber in best of both to even your whole grain breads, it is amazing. They have so much fiber in. So that is one oh, fight I'm, I'm that actually I'm, telling, so I'm telling my patients, pick your fights wisely. If your child is absolutely adamant on white bread, go ahead and give them best of both. And make sure that that is not all they're eating in terms of fiber or in terms of carbohydrates, but that is one fight you don't need oh, to be picking. Great. Fantastic. But more on this or finishing up just now after this ad break. <laughs> This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Dischem Baby City. Just like that, another show has come to an end, unfortunately. And it was a good one. And if you've missed it, please remember to go look at it. Um, the podcast will be available on highfm.com. Um, of course, you can go... Um, Search for me, Yulandi.Becker, on Instagram. And I always share the links to my shows on there and previous shows, the ones I love the most, because unfortunately, they only allow me to put five on. So I can't put 100 on. I think there's only 50 in total. So you can really go learn <laughs> quite a bit about parenting. If there's specific shows that uh, or topics that you would like me to cover, please uh, do send me um, uh, an email at instudio at highfm.com or yulandi at goodnightbaby.co.z and I would love to cover a topic um, that you want to talk about. Um, or if you've got something to, important to let me know, please feel free um, to email me. On that note, before, I have to just say thank you so much, Natasha, for joining me today. How can people find your details? Thank you. It was such a lovely session. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. I am the lactation dietitian. So if you search lactation dietitian, you'll be able to find me. Or you can email me at lactation dietitian at gmail.com and I look forward to hearing from you thank you I had such a nice morning yes me too I, I told you it brings you like an internal satisfaction to Definitely. say inappropriate things on live radio it's just it's and this is being recorded it's like extra like awesome. satisfaction but on that note we've come to an end but next week please come join me as we talk about mom wine culture this is a, a personal share for me that i want to um share with you as well as well as with other moms it's become a little bit of a like i said a culture within moms that it is absolutely normal to drink a glass of wine at the end of the day and you have to drink a glass of wine to unwind and 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 i really really want to dig into that so if you have questions or comments or something that you want to share on that note you can already email me at yulandi it's yulandi with a j remember at goodnightbaby.co.za and next week i speak to janet gurand it's expect, uh, exactly about she's from T tribe sober and we're going to talk about mom wine culture. One of the greatest gifts you can give your child is the example of kindness. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, enjoy your day.